0: Welcome, folks, to the four-hour Snyder uh, version, whatever Zack Snyder's that one <laughs> movie podcast this yeah. week, special edition, four hours. It's going to be total content, no filler whatsoever, whatsoever. Well, we <laughs> we we'll, we'll, we're leaving in all the bloopers, uh, but it's it's very uh, straight to the point, no rambling, no. You know, clarification even though the message is already clear. No run on jokes that aren't very funny. Maybe right. we'll no finally me- get a
1: good maybe we'll finally get a good episode. No cause... meta humor
0: about how the jokes are not funny and they keep going on and on. Yeah. Alright.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Youthy. Holden Sutter, my man, my man. (laughs) Uh, We've got a great episode for you this week featuring our review of The Snyder Cut, a.k.a. Zack Snyder's Justice League.
0: Is it Zack Snyder's Justice League or Zack Snyder's The Justice
1: League? It's Zack Snyder's Justice League.
0: Who would be in Zack Snyder's Justice League in real life? I imagine he would. He would probably be in it, right? Yeah. Unless, what if he's Superman. like the coach? He likes though.
1: Superman a lot. What? Maybe
0: he's like the coach. You know, he's the coach. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> All right, Holden. Let's do it. <laughs>
1: That one, one movie podcast is. <laughs> First, Jimmy, we've got to do the Toms. Got anything to say about that? I don't have anything to say about that. The The Toms! The Toms! The Toms! The Toms! The Toms! Toms is a rapid-fire segment where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms, Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw is the highest, Bombadil is the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. Fine, Holden. Who is this guy, Oscar? You know, why is <laughs> I don't his, know. I why heard is a lot about opinion. him this week. His opinion is
0: um, the only one that matters, huh?
1: Yeah, apparently he he was able to nominate some things. I don't know. Seems kind of yeah. sus to me, <laughs> like the kids you say, know, sus. Like a it makes us.
0: it makes sense that the awards are sexist because I mean you literally just have one guy picking
1: it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. There, so Oscar nominations happened this week, and it was kind of a surprise. Didn't really. We'd mentioned last week uh, when the Razzie nominations come out how those two usually coincide, and they kind of did. They were only a couple days apart this time. Um so we got the Oscar nominations and there were some surprises some not surprises um, I'll just go through some of the more interesting things so uh, no offense to anyone who's really invested in makeup and hair styling I'm not going to go into that one I don't, I don't care so much we can talk about film editing uh, the nominations are The Father Nomadland, uh, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7 alright Got any thoughts? I,
0: no, because I, I haven't seen The Father or The Sound of Metal, so I don't. Or I don't, promising I mean, young no, woman. Or promising young woman, but I mean, Nomadland was edited well. I guess. Yeah. I don't. know Yeah, I
1: think all the ones I, I've only seen three of those. I haven't seen Sound of Metal or The Father, but I think the other three are all edited well. I mean, Trial of the Chicago Seven is probably the most. Just whatever, I guess. I think the other two are probably more interesting in terms of editing, but.
0: There's there's none that stand out as like this is the clear and obvious winner for this category this year. Yeah, right. Exactly. I imagine I don't know well, the sound, sound best sound whatever they call it now that they've combined it. Yeah, I'm guessing that will be sound of metal since I know that they play around with like the actual soundscapes and stuff. And with yeah, the, with the protagonist being someone who goes deaf, so I I would imagine that they like that kind of. Uh, so, you know. Yeah, that one is.
1: Yeah, that one is uh, that you just mentioned is it's achievement and sound. And like last year, they had announced that they were combining sound mixing and sound editing. I believe were the two just into one, which I mean, is kind of good and bad. Good from the fact that the Academy did not really know the difference anyway, <laughs> but bad because they are two different, you know, uh, accomplishments. So um, anyway, those the announced the nominees for that one are Greyhound, um, Mank news of the world soul and sound of metal and yeah sound of metal is probably gonna win based on what i've heard about it that'd be my guess that's Um, i mean
0: just would be my hunch but uh i'm no hollywood insider holden i'm a hollywood (laughs)
1: outsider we sure are um the the next one this one probably has the most interesting nominees it's the visual effects category Uh, So this has Love and Monsters, which I've heard of, but don't know anything about. Uh, The Midnight Sky, which I think is a Netflix movie. I don't know. Uh, Mulan. (laughs) I know. Uh, Oscar nominated. Oscar nominated. Uh, The One and Only Ivan and Tenet. Those are the five.
0: Saw Tenet was coming to HBO Max May 1st. Yeah,
1: in May. Yeah.
0: so you will not so you can put on the subtitles so that maybe you can understand yeah, finally
1: maybe i'll maybe i'll bump it up to a five out of ten <laughs> um I yeah i mean i, I can't ten-
0: wait for you to give it the snyder cut a
1: similar score to tenant <laughs> uh i think tenet probably out of all those that i've what I know, I, I think Tenet should get it. Tenet is very cool visually, like I won't deny that. That was one of my positives for it. So
0: Yeah, I don't give it to Milan. That movie's terrible. No. So yeah, I'll go with Tenet, even though I haven't seen all those movies, Holden. I'm in a dilemma.
1: Yeah. Uh best original score uh went to Defive Bloods, Mank, Minari, News of the World, and Soul. And I think those are just uh, I mean I haven't seen news of the world but the other four they do have good soundtracks from what I remember. Um it has been a while since I've seen the Five Bloods. I remember Manx being very fitting of the time period but Cool Minari is obviously we gushed over that a bit and Souls is awesome as well. So I th- those are all pretty good.
0: Yeah, I I yeah, I would go with Minari I think personally. Yeah, but I don't think there's That's a what I'll one with
1: um, I don't think, probably neither of us have seen the short films. <laughs> no. I've seen Burrow, the animated short film that was with Soul, but that's the only one I've seen. Um, costume design. Uh, we have seen three of these. Costume design, uh, there's Emma, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mank, Mulan, and Pinocchio. I don't want Mulan to win an Oscar, so I'm I'm voting against it, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Pinocchio uh, there's the, I don't know it, it was there's was some Pinocchio movie that came out I guess but not but the it new wasn't Disney Pinocchio. yeah yeah it was not Disney
0: I don't know I don't
1: Ma Rainey's don't was good yeah
0: I don't know I nothing that was uh, blew me away in any of those
1: I don't think sure so uh cinematography Judas and the Black Messiah Mank, News of the World Nomad Land, Trial of the Chicago 7
0: uh maybe mank or nomadland
1: yeah i was i was thinking maybe nomadland and then maybe production design i'd i'd say mank
0: yeah yeah i agree with that one there yeah i think monari um, got snubbed here i thought monari
1: looked beautiful yeah i'll skip a couple uh now we're on to director uh so now we're into the the good stuff Screw the other, uh, screw the other awards. We don't care about them. Uh, director. Uh, so we're down, but uh, we have Thomas Vinterberg for another round, uh, David Fincher for Mank, Lee Isaac Chung for Minari, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, and Emerald Fennel for Promising Young Woman. What do you think?
0: Uh, I think it's gonna be. I mean, it's gonna be Chloe Chow, right? I mean, probably. She won. Yeah. She won the Glo- Golden Globe. It sounds like she'll win this. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Very well directed. That makes sense. So.
1: I mean, especially working uh, I have with
0: non-actors. So,
1: I've actually seen all of these, and I mean, they're all very well directed. I think, uh, probably not Thomas Vinterberg. I mean, it, another round is good, but I don't think it's probably quite as good as the other ones in this list. Is that the so. Mads
0: Mickelson one?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Is that the only award this that one got nominated for?
1: I think there was another one. But we'll see. Maybe he got nominated for an acting one. I don't know. We'll see. That seems uh, it's just kind of
0: random that you don't get nominated for any other awards other than director.
1: Yeah, right. Oh, okay. Here we go. International feature film. It's on there because uh, okay. another round is from Denmark. But I don't think we know any of the other. I've never heard of any of these other ones, so won't go into that one. Uh, actress and actor in supporting role. So actor in supporting role, uh, we have Sasha Baron Cohen. Ah, uh, for trial of the Chicago Seven, Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah, Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami, Paul Racy for Sound of Metal, and Lakeith Stanfield and Judas and the Black Messiah.
0: How,
1: okay, who is the lead in in Judas and the Black Messiah? Then? I don't, I, I like, I have it's a hard not, time like, figuring out why like neither of them are considered leads. I, I guess it's like, maybe it's just because like so much time is split between the two of them. I don't know.
0: I just don't understand. Like, if it's not Daniel Kaluuya, then it's got to be Lakeith Stanfield. Like, they're not. I don't know. Un- I just <laughs> don't just get no it. It's not, Plemons. <laughs> it's not Jesse Clemens.
1: Yeah. It's not Jesse Clemens. So, I do not understand. Uh, I think for this one, I, w- I want Daniel Kaluuya to win. I think he's also the favorite to win in this category. Yeah. Uh, he was good. Has he won yeah. one? has he won something? i think he was nominated, nominated for he was nominated for get out i think but yeah. i don't think he won uh actress in supporting role we have maria bakalova for borat subsequent movie film that uh surprised <laughs> me yeah uh olivia coleman in the father amanda Sci- seyfried and mank uh Yoon ya jung in minari and then <laughs> we had talked about last week how uh we were wondering if anyone was going to be nominated for a Razzie and an Oscar, and here we have Glenn Close for *Hillbilly Elegy* for the same movie nominated for both a Razzie and an Oscar. So,
0: yeah, I don't think I could confidently award any of these. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't see a huge difference between anybody that I've seen. I think they're all yeah. good. So, obviously. yeah, they're
1: all the ones we've seen. Yeah. Um. Then. I'll skip the documentary ones too. Who cares about documentaries? None of us. Although you're uh, the one you've seen the My Octopus Teacher was nominated. Oh yeah, that, that's a good one. Made me cry. Uh, animated feature film. Uh, we have Onward, Over the Moon, uh, uh, Shaun the Sheep, Farmageddon, <laughs> uh, Soul, and Wolfwalkers. Um, I've I only still need seen see
0: Wolfwalkers.
1: Yeah, I I've I. Think well, I've only seen Onward and Soul off of this list. I do want to watch the Sean the Sheep one because I like Sean the Sheep and I want to watch Wolf Walkers. I've never heard of Over the Moon. Is it gonna be Soul? I mean
0: I would guess it's gonna be Soul. Or Wolf Walkers. Yeah. I, mean, I heard people like Wolfwalkers. Yeah, Wolf
1: Walkers is apparently very good. We're getting a lot of buzz. But yeah. um here, best original screenplay we have Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari, promising young woman, sound of metal in the trial of the Chicago Seven.
0: I mean, I liked Minari, but
1: yeah, I don't know that's fair.
0: what would you say uh,
1: um i I don't uh I'm not sure I probably not promising young woman even though that's my favorite of the year uh maybe Judas and the black Messiah
0: I, I bet that, I that wins I would guess that would win as I someone see that winning. I don't know do they have a golden globe like this who cares
1: I don't know <laughs> all right on uh, then we have adapted screenplay a uh, borat subsequent movie film uh the father Nomad Land, one night in miami and the white tiger which i've never heard of that i have no idea who's gonna win this one uh, probably Land just because or one that. night in miami i could see i either have no those. idea yeah probably not borat they probably don't want to give an oscar to borat even though I, we did like it quite a bit i want to
0: see i want to see i think if sasha Barry cohen wins any academy award he should do it in his in borat even if it's his uh, trial was, of the chicago seven
1: yeah i was gonna say he wasn't even nominated for best actor for borat which is sad whatever got some other ones here we'll actually get to it right now uh best actor in a leading role Riz Ahmed in Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins in The Father, Gary Oldman in Mank, and Stephen Young in Minari. I
0: think yeah, Chadwick Boseman is going to get it, right? <laughs>
1: yeah. Like, I mean, he was really good, and I think, he, I mean, he's he definitely deserves it. It's not just like kind of a, a posthumous award, but I think that'll definitely help too. Well, it technically is a posthumous. I mean, okay, award, yeah, so. but they they're not <laughs> just going to give it to him because he died. That's how
0: I'll get my Oscar holding. I'll be yep, some random guy die. in a movie and then I'll die.
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go.
0: It's all part of my secret plan. <laughs>
1: well, no, uh, it's not a then, secret anymore. <laughs> Best actress in a leading role of uh, Viola Davis in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, uh, Andra Day in The United States vs. Billy Holiday, Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman, uh, Frances McDormand in Nomadland, and Carrie Mulligan in Promising Young Woman. Did Francis Um, McDormand
0: just win one for three billboards? Yes. So is that make her not
1: as likely to win one now? Probably. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I would. That's tough. If it's not, I feel like she's like the obvious one. But if they're not going to give it to her, I don't know. I could see it being her still, I guess. I mean, I'd like Carrie Mulligan to win, but she's not going to.
0: I have no idea. I, I my choice would be I mean of the ones I've seen Francis McDormand, but I mean, yeah, okay. Fair again, enough. Again, I am not an actor.
1: <laughs> we need to see uh we need to see The Father apparently. Yeah. There's a lot of nominations here. And that leads us into our Best Picture nominations, one of which is The Father, uh then Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal and The Trial of the Chicago 7. I think Nomadland will probably win. I think
0: it will. I mean, I I love Nomadland, but I w- I liked Minari even more. So I mean, I would be rooting yeah. for Minari. But I heard it might be a dark horse candidate, so it'd be cool. But uh, mm-hmm. I think there, those that's a solid list this year. It mm-hmm. it seemed like we weren't didn't have that many good movies, but they just turned out they all had very limited releases
1: in actual 2020. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so well, and. Uh, the only ones I haven't seen are Sound of Met- of the Best Picture, are um, Sound of Metal and the Father. So. And,
0: and the only one I haven't seen, other than that, is uh, Promising Young Woman, which is available yeah. to rent now. So I'll have to catch up on that, Holden. And I could have yeah. seen it had we not seen freaking Monster Hunter. We could have reviewed it on this <laughs> podcast, but instead, folks, we gave you a review of Monster Hunter, and it's all Holden's mm-hmm. fault.
1: So well worth it. Well worth it. All Was right. It? Was it well yep. worth it?
0: Let me go. S- I want to see if that episode has more or fewer listeners than usual. <laughs> what else do we have here? I'll give that overall list of Bergeron because it's an award. And, and who really actually cares? Unless you a win it.
1: I'm going to give it a bro call because a bunch of good movies were recognized. So good for them.
0: Oh, well, A bunch of good movies probably weren't recognized.
1: Am I right? No, 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 you're, okay, you're right uh now we're done with oscar nominations but now we have some release dates oh the favorite part of the podcast release date changes it's certainly uh, the, the
0: thing that keeps me coming back
1: <laughs> the biggest one is a uh, venom let there be carnage has been delayed uh from i think it was coming out in june but now it's coming out september 17th 2021 so we are still getting it this year ideally <laughs> but they just pushed it back a little bit. So hopefully this year we'll still be able to see Woody Harrelson wear it with his weird red wig. (laughs) The sideshow Woody Harrelson.
0: Uh, well, first off, hold on. Our monster hunter, uh, podcast is about average for our listens. So, okay. So neutral, although hard to
1: tell, hard to tell,
0: uh, venom boy i can't wait to see it and by I can't wait to see it i mean i can wait to see it a long time probably forever <laughs> i could go the rest of my life without seeing it
1: i'm kind of excited i mean i think it's going to be bad but that's kind of why i'm excited
0: well imagine if you if imagine if tom hardy and woody harrelson got married and then would woody harrelson's name <laughs> be woody hardy
1: woody hardy <laughs> yeah i guess so <laughs>
0: that is my analysis of
1: this uh, topic fantastic Uh, the next one is in the heights had a new trailer this week that was like very it was making the rounds on the internet and because of the the hype drawn up by it it, they decided to move it up a week Uh, so it's instead of coming out June 18th it'll be coming out June 11th Uh, so we'll be getting uh, we'll be reviewing in the heights sooner now Um, that makes me wonder about the conjuring movie because we haven't seen any trailer for it and uh, I think that's coming out around that time, so that might be getting delayed a little bit. Uh,
0: let's see. In the heights. I've seen the Broadway play and don't remember it at all. So that is my <laughs> that's my <laughs> Thank glowing you for that. I was also that was also, let's see. It over that was two thousand nine, that would have been so twelve years ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I would have been like eleven or twelve years old. So, yes, yeah. uh, I guess I'm looking forward to it. Maybe,
1: yeah. I like musicals. I like that it's on HBO Max, so I don't have to pay for it.
0: You are paying for it, olden. It's in oh. your subscription. I'm, you well, fool. I'm, I'm
1: stealing my subscription from my girlfriend's mom. Huh, so well, then you aren't paying <laughs> for it.
0: So your girlfriend's mom is paying for it.
1: Yeah. Uh, but then the last one. <laughs> The most exciting of all is Puss in Boots Two, is coming out September twenty third, twenty twenty two, and the only I, the main reason why I bring this up, I mean, people do like the Shrek series or whatever, so good for them, but I remember like Puss in Boots came out, and they had, like even as a kid, I had heard there was a sequel coming out within like a year or two after that. So I think this has just been in development hell for like ten years.
0: I'm gonna be honest with you, Holden. I don't think I. I- I think I just... I never realized that there was even a Puss in Boots standalone movie. Is it good?
1: I've never seen it.
0: That's what I'm saying. I don't (laughs) think it actually exists, Holden. I think you're just making this up. All right. I think DreamWorks... uh, We'll get
1: back to you next week. Uh, Yeah, it's DreamWorks. I think DreamWorks
0: is just making this
1: up. (laughs) If any of you actually watched the Puss Puss in Boots movie, write in and tell us because we don't actually believe you. Uh, yeah that's it for release dates though um, something cool that was announced this week though is Disney Plus is going to be releasing some rare Star Wars spin offs on their service fairly soon uh, the coolest of, or one of the coolest of which to me is the original Clone Wars series that the Samurai Jack guy did like in between episodes 2 and 3 I remember really liking that thought it was really cool did you ever watch that Jimmy I did I don't remember it at all okay That whole thing, I think you can watch the entire series in like a matter of a couple of hours because each episode is like ten minutes long or something like that.
0: So it's got a very interesting, yeah. It's got the Samurai Jack art style,
1: yeah. Uh, and then the the old Ewok TV show and movies are going to be added. So if you're a fan of all the Ewok spinoffs they made in like the '80s, there you go. Go finally watch them on Disney Plus. All
0: right, I guess that's a (laughs)
1: broka. Well, then the last one, which might be the most interesting, is that they are adding only the animated segment from the Star Wars holiday special <laughs> to to Disney+. Release
0: the Lucas cut.
1: Release the Lucas cut. Uh, but that's, like, the only part that people, like, remember or, like, like at all, because that's where they introduced Boba Fett was in that animated short, so. Cool. I, I mean, we, I d- think
0: we have to review the whole holiday special. Whole oh, then. my
1: God. I do not want to. <laughs> if anyone writes that in, that might be a veto. They, someone <laughs> they already might...
0: did write that in, but it was one of an option of. Three. Oh yeah, we had
1: an option. Well, glad we glad they gave us an option because. Yikes. Anyway, Holden, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give all this a brocog because I think it's cool they're releasing this stuff that is hard to find.
0: I mean, come on here, Holden. We're burying the lead. Let's get to the good, the important news of the
1: week here. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Alright, it was next on my list So right. the, the best thing out, That came out of this last week Was that right after I mean folks,
0: made keep in mind They did show images of the PSVR 2 controllers too That are way improved and very exciting And this is even more exciting than that
1: Yeah, well certainly um, Just like a mere couple of days After we released our Ace Ventura 2 review we got an announcement that Ace Ventura three is in the works. <laughs> you bet.
0: We resurrected single handedly yeah. the well, Ace Ventura like the, franchise.
1: The I, I don't know, president of the production company or whatever said like it was due to renewed interest as of late. And so I'm like, Oh, it's because of us. It's <laughs> we, all we because of with us. A new episode. Yeah.
0: The swell of the listeners.
1: Uh but apparently, okay, so Ace Ventura 3, it's gonna be worked on with the writers of Sonic the Hedgehog, so people who have worked with Jim Carrey recently. Uh it's apparently going to be made at Amazon. I think from what I understand, they haven't said a whole lot of details. I think it's going to be released theatrically theatrically and then be exclusive to Amazon Prime, but I don't know that Sound. for a fact. Um sounds and then like it.
0: what? So it sounds like it Holden.
1: Yeah. Um, and they didn't actually confirm that Jim Carrey is going to be back, but I mean, one can hope because otherwise that is a disaster waiting to happen. <laughs>
0: what if it was just like, I don't know, Bob Odenkirk. Bob. Seth, <laughs> it was Seth Rogen. You hey guys, oh <laughs> uh, <I'm, laughs> alrighty then. Rahil,
1: <laughs> marijuana. Uh, yeah, no, but this is exciting. Um, I mean, a lot of people are. Some people were like rolling their eyes, like, "Okay, you're just reviving another old IP." Like, and I mean, I guess if you're cynical about it you can view it that way but I'm just I just want more Ace Ventura man I want it more is. Jim Carrey doing Jim Carrey things
0: yeah it is peak Jim Carrey and I w- would love to see it's it's cool to see Jim Carrey kind of embraces his, his new persona and also his old persona as well and and find that balance in his life so it's cool to see that and I, I hope he's enjoying it he seems to be yeah. enjoying being the quirky '90s role that he had again, after <laughs> kind of resenting, seemingly resenting it for a while. So it's cool that he's he's got that going for him. So yeah, yeah this is a Thomas two thumbs up. Brokaw Holden, unquestionably.
1: Here. He like, and I mean, if Sonic the Hedgehog was any indication, he does still have it in him. He's very weird in that movie. <laughs> he's probably you gotta the best. Bring part the of hair that movie. back.
0: Yeah, they should bring back the hair, but it's just like gray. <laughs> <laughs> all right olden what's next here
1: uh so some news about the last of us show uh this actually just came out today um so it was confirmed that the, the first season will cover the entirety of the first game um the show will also differ from the game occasionally especially after the first season uh neil druckman has said that his favorite episodes that have been written so far are the ones that have a lot of differences from the game which i'm like well i mean probably that makes sense because he doesn't know what's happening like <laughs> he's not he's probably more excited and intrigued by the stuff that he didn't create um but also he said that this that there's less of an action focus in this just because i mean there's no gameplay element to it obviously so they're able to spend more time with uh characters
0: yeah i mean i'm excited for it i hope it branches off in interesting directions i mean it kind of opens the door for the idea that they'll never make a third game you know what i'm saying like yeah it kind of re- alleviates that pressure if they decide to not do that i mean i hope they do i think that the story cannot be concluded i think to its fullest with the ending of the second game i think it there it's really calling for a, a yeah, redemption they need another arc one. um and whether that comes in the form of a game it could come in the form of a third season for the show too i mean interestingly enough i mean when he says it differs from the game i'm wondering if it's going to be just like completely different where they're like just alternative narratives entirely or if it's Mm -hmm. just like oh this didn't you know this is just a scene we're adding here but it doesn't change the actual like narrative you know what i'm saying yeah yeah or, uh, I don't know, maybe I, I could see them, like, going to different locations, but having basically the same objective, yeah, or whatever, as the, the first game, and, and all that, and things just playing out a little bit differently. I mean, that's exciting, as someone who's played the first game three times, I, you know, I don't want to just completely watch an adaptation of the first game.
1: Mm-hmm. Have some differences, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: and I mean, I think I think the the maybe less action in it i think that's probably the right direction because a lot of like a lot of problems with video game movies is they try to incorporate like too much of the game itself into it instead of just like taking the story or the concept or whatever and so i think not requiring like the gameplay to be represented in the show is takes a lot off of it
0: yeah and i don't think it is a game that needs to it i feel like the style of the last of us gameplay kind of lends itself to a movie anyway where you grab yeah, a bottle yeah. and you break it on someone's like you can do that in a movie or in a show or a movie or whatever and it doesn't feel like oh you're just taking this mechanic from a video game you know as I'm opposed sure. to
1: I really like, hope we uh, get oh. I
0: was going just- to say like, as opposed to Laura Craft just like you know using this pickaxe to like <laughs> climb things or whatever and you know two I guns really hope- and all that
1: yeah I really hope we get Pedro Pascal doing a weird squat walk like joel does when he's squatting and crawling
0: (laughs) i hope i hope ellie just randomly just running between tables right in front of people
1: yeah (laughs) cool i mean i'm gonna give this a Broca. i think
0: uh i'm gonna give it a
1: which is clicker for a (laughs) Broca. oh my god and then the last bit of movie news I have this week is that the uh, Resident Evil movie uh, has a little bit more about it is come out. Uh, it's going to be titled Resident Evil Welcome Welcome to Raccoon City, and it's going to cover the first two games. So,
0: Interesting. Resident Evil Welcome to the Jungle, Jumanji. Well,
1: yeah, that's what I thought when I heard it, too. <laughs> welcome to the Jungle. I hope they just, like, take Guns N' Roses, Welcome to the Jungle, but just replace Jungle with Raccoon City. Have that be the theme song of the movie.
0: For a horror franchise, Raccoon City is a really stupid name for a town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, whatever. Bergeron, is this movie going to be any good? Isn't it the Monster Hunter guy or whatever? No. That, he's who he
1: did the old ones. I don't remember who's directing this. I don't know. I'm hoping it's better. We'll see.
0: Yep. Uh hold in. Oh, you can give it your rating, I guess.
1: Uh just I'll give it uh Bergeron sure.
0: Uh did want to talk about those PSVR controllers, man. They look sick.
1: I know, I know you did. That's why I said last bit of movie news. Yeah, I know. Now we're on
0: to Tog our famous segment about that one gaming podcast news, gaming news. That's the official name. Uh, yeah, the PSVR controllers—they're like they call them orbs or something. I don't know. They—they they look like uh, Oculus controllers a little bit. Yeah, um, and that's got a finger good tracking. Thing. And they got the adaptive triggers holding. Nice. So yeah, it'll be really cool. Uh, I'm ex- I'm very excited for it. It's gonna be. So awesome to have that high-end VR tech on a PlayStation
1: 5. I want a price and a release date ASAP, Sony. Well, it's not this year, so you can settle down, Holden. I still want a release date.
0: Thomas, two thumbs up, Broka. They said not this year, Holden. Release dates and video game stuff is never a good combination. When you (laughs) say it this early, you're just going to be delayed. So just take your time. I like the not this year update, so I don't get excited. Uh, yeah, yeah did, there we go. Did you uh, did you see
1: Gotham Knights got delayed? It did.
0: Yeah. I don't really care about that game anymore. <laughs> How long so did it get delayed? It.
1: Until 2022. I
0: don't know. Till 2022, they talked about releasing that game in 2019. <laughs> My goodness. I don't know. I don't know what you want me to say, Jimmy. I'm sorry. They must be. They have to have been working on that forever. I can't wait for it to be like a six out of (laughs) ten. I hope it's good, but it's not going to be. Probably Um, not. So it
1: looks like a Marvel's Avengers.
0: It does. Any more Tog news, Holden? Nope. Thank goodness. It's too long. No more Oscar (laughs) nominations from here on out. Oscar, shut up. Somebody put duct tape over his. Yeah,
1: we don't. Hey, how about you just don't talk until next year? All right. <laughs> Wait until night,
0: late next January, Oscar. Yeah. All yeah. right. All right. On to our review of Zack Snyder's The Justice League. Snyder cut cut your hair like Zack Snyder. The uncut Ultimate Gems. Edition, un, 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 uncut, unrated version R.
1: Okay. So, uh, we were also going to review Falcon and the Winter Soldier this week, but Jimmy forgot to watch it, so kind of embarrassing on his part.
0: Uh, well, at least uh, I didn't just forget the episode, Holden. You watched <laughs> it and forgot the episode. I at least forgot it's to watch okay.
1: it. Okay, uh, brief thoughts on that episode for me. It's just is a lot of setup, and which is fine, and I think it, it does set up well, but it just not a lot happens in it, so... I just I was probably gonna rewatch it, and but Jimmy was like, "Nah."
0: Hey, well, last time I we had decent it. setup in a TV show is Game of Thrones season eight episodes one and two. So why well, you better watch yourself? Check your <laughs> expectations at the door there, buckle. All
1: right, all right. Anyway, Zack Snyder's Justice League. We finally have the Snyder cut. It's finally here. We've talked about it. We've reported on it like almost every single week since it was announced last spring or summer or whenever it was it's it's been quite a while and fans were hyped hyping it up um was it going to be better than the original cut was it going to be worse than the original cut was it going to be the same as the original or like about the same as the original cut well jimmy i think we can safely say it's better than the original cut <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's a
0: low bar that's like, yeah that's like con- hey, okay. you can can you jump these two steps And then you do it, and they're like, "Wow, incredible! That's like making a better movie than twenty seventeen Justice League." (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, for
1: context, both of us consider Justice League to be just really, really like the original cut to be really, really bad. It's probably like a two out of ten for me. It's just like awful, pretty abysmal. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's it's terrible.
0: The the Justice League, or how you know Joss Whedon, whatever you want to call it, the Whedon cut
1: yeah it's kind of like i mean even with joss wheaton coming in and kind of assuming control of it 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 kind of astounds me that like the dc or warner bros executives are like yeah let's cut out all this better stuff and just (laughs) use the stuff that you want like it seemed weird to me but i mean you are
0: going this is the guy who made the avengers which people like except uh, that's jimmy youthy in south dakota and then you have (laughs) batman the guy who made Man of Steel and Batman v
1: Superman. So it's like who are you going to put your trust in? Your yeah, the team. guy who made like a billion dollar movie or the guy who barely like made his money back. <laughs> um Yeah. Um so for a little bit of a synopsis in case you haven't seen the original Justice League. A very uh, similar plot-wise uh with some different plot elements in there, but overall it is basically um after the events of Batman v Superman Superman is dead oh no he's dead um and his i'm gonna go
0: cry about it for years and quit my job and and not be able to define myself just out of sight of this relationship oh wait that's lois lane not me (laughs) uh
1: but his death kind of awakened this power in these things called mother boxes which are these MacGuffins that uh are they basically act as like interdimensional transport kind of also sl- slash terraforming devices for uh people on the world of apocalypse which is where uh dark side is from and dark side is an evil uh thanos uh, although t- in the comics he came before thanos thanos was a knockoff of Darkseid originally um, as opposed to thanos is a good thanos <laughs> he's a dc <laughs> yeah.
0: thanos not an evil thanos D- yeah. you know i'm actually still uh, team thanos man i mean we yeah, have overpopulation, it's a big problem, and a lot of our problems would be instantly solved without half the population of the earth. So, I, I'm Team all Thanos right. still,
1: all right. <laughs> but anyway, uh, and so Darkseid sends one of his lieutenants, uh, Steppenwolf, to come down and retrieve these mother boxes and basically make the earth, uh, like habitable and under Darkseid's rule. Um, And so we have Batman getting a team of people together to stop Steppenwolf and his army of parademons. Yeah, that's that's basically the plot. Yeah,
0: I mean you've either know about this movie or you don't. Like (laughs) you, honestly. I 'Cause I think it's funny how it's how people within the movie filmmaking community, everybody knows about this movie. And everybody outside that, or like that's not one of their main interests, or a casual movie goer. No idea this movie exists. Or this is a big <laughs> controversy, controversy and stuff. Um Yeah, I mean, I will say I liked this movie. I did. I thought it was a decent movie. Hold on. I definitely liked it more than you did. I I'm sure yeah. of that. Uh oh, yeah. I think I'm it's sure a too. And, and it's because I don't have that MCU bias that Holden has. Yeah, okay. He's just a Marvel fanboy. It's not it. Uh, <laughs> I'm def. I definitely enjoyed it more than the original Avengers movie, uh, which I still haven't seen since 2012 or whatever. But uh, <laughs> I, at least upon first viewing, I enjoyed this movie more than that. And I, I liked the character arcs. There, they, it actually had a coherent plot. Um, I was like, hmm, what does this mean? This doesn't make any sense. But then they would explain it and it did make sense later, like with the mother boxes. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Or anything mm-hmm. I thought, like anytime I thought something really stupid was happening, it usually had a logical explanation later on in the film. <laughs> uh, it's definitely not, it could have been three and a half hours very easily in my opinion instead of four hours. So uh, I definitely think it should have been cut down. But um, I enjoyed this. I thought it had good action. I thought it was nice to see Batman not be completely useless, Flash to be not completely insufferable. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, it's the humor that was just so terrible is not in this movie anymore. Um, it's I I think it's a definite improvement all around in ways that I was not expecting, and I will I will be the first to say it, folks. I was completely wrong about this. I was a doubter <laughs> that a Justice or a Zack Snyder cut existed i was a doubter that it would be anything like better than this or coherent at all and i i will swallow that pill and say i was wrong hold on and i think this yeah. is a decent movie and i think if you like superhero movies you'd like this movie i mean if maybe split it into a couple parts watch it and he splits it into yeah he's got like parts yeah, and an epilog so or six so. parts in a epilogue it could have been a mini series <laughs> Maybe just watch it in the chunks, but, uh, I think it's, I think it's a solid movie,
1: Holman. Um, I'm, so I, I think overall in this review, I'm going to sound more positive than maybe my final review will give it. So I'm going to just kind of get my negatives out of the way first, um... A lot of my negatives are things that have are carried over from the old one that just haven't been fixed. I, a lot of them have been fixed, granted, because uh, this is a lot better. Uh, one of the new problems I do think is the length, especially like the first hour. There's so much stuff you could just cut out of that first hour. Jimmy and I were both, we both made comments constantly watching it. We're like, yeah, wow, this needs to be four hours. It's <laughs> a tight, tight four hours. And it's just, there's nothing tight happening. Four on hours. Screen.
0: Nothing could be edited out. Yeah. These, these weird qu- people singing Then when Aquaman's walking into the water for about three <laughs> minutes could not be cut out. Absolutely there's, integral to the plot. There
1: was batman like going on like hiking through the mountains was like just like this (laughs) it seemed like five minute long establishing shot (laughs) it was so long um but yeah um i also like the visual effects it it does look better uh mostly especially like the final battle since it doesn't have that stupid red filter over it but i still it still like has a lot of the problems i have with a lot of the dc stuff just i think it's Zack Snyder's style he established early on in the DCEU, and it's just, I did not think it looks good. And it, it like, especially when you have a big company like Warner Bros. behind it, like, sure, they may not have uh, Disney, like, their resources, but they should have, like, something close. So, I don't know. I thought, uh, I
0: thought it looked fine. I thought it looked a lot better than a lot of early MCU stuff, to be honest. With you.
1: Well, okay, but this movie's a lot newer than. <laughs> Than early MCU,
0: <laughs> I know, but you still are like this is
1: amazing. Oh, Marvel's the Avengers. Oh
0: my goodness! I think the
1: original Iron Man looks better than this, mm. but I also think the original Iron Man holds up pretty well overall. But no, there mm. are some Marvel movies that do not hold up. This looks better than probably Black Panther in terms of like special effects. Black Panther's special effects are kind of not good, but um. Yeah. Anyway, and then I also just some of the characters, um, kind of uh, sure they're ones that have been kind of more built up in previous movies, but I felt like Wonder Woman didn't really have a lot in this movie. Batman. She had a lot, though, I
0: think, in the Whedon cut. I think she and Batman she? had a lot more play. Yeah. in the Whedon cut, and they—I remember that being like the kind of the
1: best part of that movie. Yeah. Um, so I. I and so that was probably stuff that Joss Wheaton made because maybe he found them to be the most interesting characters. Um but yeah, I feel like Wonder Woman and Batman are the two for me that I feel like could have used a little bit more play. Even though Batman is in this movie a lot, like he's in, but he's just kind of the the device to get people to come together. He's just that's I thought, kind of all he does.
0: I thought they handled Batman really well, honestly, and I thought he had a character arc that made sense of him, you know, be kinda of being a cynical guy who just was negative and pessimistic to being someone who was hopeful and mm-hmm. had faith in people and humanity and working together as a team
1: sure uh, but those are kind of just my negatives getting more into positive stuff um, I do want to one of the early things we mentioned is the soundtrack is just like <laughs> it fits the tone of this movie way better than Danny Elfman's score did there's a scene at the beginning of the movie that we talked about it's, uh, when we watched it together with Wonder Woman, and she's, like, basically trying to stop this, like, terrorist attack kind of thing, um, and the score in the original one was Danny Elfman, and it was his, like, classic boop, 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 boop kind of thing. Um, but in this one, it's uh, Junkie XL uh, redid the whole soundtrack. Just I, I, don't think he used anything Danny Elfman composed. Um, and it just like fits a grim tone a lot more. It's not like, it's not too overbearing most of the time. It's uh, and it, some of it was like genuinely very exciting and cool. So,
0: well, I think it just completely. Altered the tone of the the one scene with Bruce Bolton, yeah, the terrorist <laughs> with Wonder, kind of Wonder Woman's big action sequence in the first act, completely changed the tone. I remember it just being like super cheesy and stupid in the in the Whedon cut, and I was like, wow, this is actually intense and interesting, yeah. and the action was cool, and she's just smoking people across the room. I I enjoyed <laughs> that action, honestly. I was yeah, no, that watch.
1: that action scene was pretty fun.
0: Um, to be honest with you I liked it better than anything in Wonder Woman 84
1: (laughs) yeah yeah, you're probably right um I think we both like this more than Wonder Woman 84 oh
0: I would say this is a far superior movie (laughs) sorry Uh, Wonder Woman Wonder ah, Wonder Woman 84 is a bad movie in my opinion Um,
1: I don't remember what score I gave it I think it's gone down (laughs) since I watched it though I will I I gave it a 4 that's a bad movie that might have been right um anyway though that kind of gets into one of my things about this movie it's not really a complaint nor like a, a praise or anything but it's r-rated but it doesn't really need to be r-rated
0: no i guess <laughs> it's, i mean it's got like violence and decapitation and blood and stuff but then there's just like edgy f words thrown in it's
1: like you just said but just that like, like but just edgy. like a couple even it's not even that many i i i made the comment that the Batman V Superman ultimate edition, which is like the R rated version of that movie. That was more deserving of an R rating than this was, but this yeah. one, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess like the Wonder Woman action scene we were just talking about. She definitely just like breaks people's necks up against the wall. Basically <laughs> it does get kind of, I mean, there's no, it's not really bloody, but it's very like disturbingly <laughs> like the way the bodies kind of end up. But
0: yeah, hold on, I mean, I, th- I guess to just sum up my non-spoiler thoughts, this movie's way better than the Whedon cut. Undoubtedly. Way yeah. different. Way different. Far more different than I could have ever imagined. I would have said you're a, you're a lunatic for believing this movie exists in this form. So it's really <laughs> cool that to see this happen. I mean, it, it really is. Because I'm like, you know, I, what Zack Snyder, he's he's gone through a lot. And I feel for mm-hmm. the guy. So it's cool that he has this. Um and when it says it's dedicated to his daughter at the end i mean that like hit me i was like oof um that uh, that hits me in the feels holden that you can you can feel the, that this was like a, his passion project and he definitely did have a vision for where he wanted it to go and mm-hmm. i mean i it's a bummer that we it sounds like we'll never get to see that uh, he has no desire to make that um just logistically getting all the actors back into it and getting the funding from warner brothers to make it the way they need to make it, it doesn't sound like that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, which is, which is shame. unfortunate. Uh, but I'm sure Zack Snyder being the person he is, he's just going to tell us everything that's going to happen anyway, <laughs> or something, you know, like the, the Colin Trevorrow alternate rise of Skywalker movie, Duel of the fates. I feel like in some sort of way, it's going to come out, you know, we'll get the plot and all that. And he's just been saying stuff all oh, like Superman's son was going to be the next oh, Batman yeah, or whatever. That ryan reynolds
1: Uh, was originally going to be in it as green lantern (laughs) he was going to be in like the post-credits scene and then like die or something
0: (laughs) that's pretty funny actually yeah um so yeah i i would just say this movie is very solid i think it's like i it's long yes it's long but it's not unbearable and it's got good things in it i think it's entertaining uh so it's just cool to see, and and, and uh, I enjoyed it, Holden. So it, I don't know. Are you ready to give your rating?
1: I just want to say it does. It works really well as a continuation of the of Batman v Superman. Like as someone, I'm glad I just like watched those two Batman of Steel and Batman v Superman for the first time because, like, I think this is better than both of those movies. But it like it works really well as a continuation, and more much more so than this than the Wheaton cut did. It like tonally is similar it is like funnier than i was expecting just because of like the criticisms the the whedon cut got for uh like the jokes and everything so it is a little bit more lighthearted than those other movies but it's still just like it works very perfectly with the like he he had a vision for this story i think and whether or not you like it i think it it happened <laughs>
0: Uh yeah, I right. right. rating time sure. All right, I can go first. I'll, I'll go seven out of ten. I think it's very solid, enjoyable, good movie.
1: I am. I'm always bad at like. I, I'm I'll just give a range like five and a half to six. I think probably closer to a six,
0: which is about a seven and a ten when you take into account for your MCU bias. So that's pretty, <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good rating from you, Olman. <laughs> All right, let's go into spoilers, eh?
1: Sure. Um, One of the things I was very surprised about this movie was how, I mean, it, it's not like fantastic writing, but like Steppenwolf is like a lot better in this movie. <laughs> He isn't just like a gray dude who's just like evil for no reason and his with unclear motivations. Like, his motivations are very clear. He wants to like redeem himself and, um, and he feels very passionately about what he's doing. And his design's a lot cooler. And I think overall, like, he just has more lines to flesh himself out. And it's, I think Steppenwolf is a lot better in this movie in like every oh, way.
0: So much better. And he's a, he's a tragic villain too, you know? He's mm-hmm. just like, I don't, he's not like evil. He's just like I want to, you know, be. I want to get respect from my dad. You know, or I want my dad to like me. Basically, I mean, it's not his dad, but yeah, know. yeah. I just want you. I just want to be accepted by Dark Side.
1: It was something they they kept giving him like a like a glint in his eyes. It always made me feel sad for him. He always looked like he had puppy dog eyes whenever he was talking to like the the people on Apocalypse.
0: <laughs> and then all, and then Wonder Woman's like, "I'm gonna decapitate you." Yeah um so yeah he was pretty intimidating too i mean he would he would be like you'd be like oh poor guy and then he'd just go smoke people and toss horses and just wipe out the amazonians i don't
1: i don't know if he's taller he's definitely bigger he's like more muscular and he's got that cool like metal suit that will just sometimes have spikes on it it's like it's kind of cool
0: it was very visually satisfying Mm -hmm. um so I did I, before we get too far in the spoiler review. Congratulations on making it the four hours and three minutes. Yeah, through this movie, nicely done. Um, <laughs> we are, we already talked about the singing village. Oh, one thing we didn't mention in our non spoiler warning was the the four by three aspect ratio. Mm, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, is this the uncropped version or is this like a cropped in four by three? I I don't really know how it works. I didn't hate it actually i thought it looked good i was like if this is the uncropped version the 16 by 9 or the 2.35 by one cinematic aspect ratio would like cut out a lot Mm -hmm. um so i I thought it looked good i mean obviously all the color changes from the 2017 version were much improved yeah (laughs) um they got rid of the the russian or family or whatever they were eastern european uh, which was nice. Uh, is that is that ending set in Chernobyl? Is it Chernobyl? I don't think they ever really said. Okay. It, it just vaguely look,
1: looks like it could be. It looks like
0: it could be, but then Chernobyl I don't think really had one of those the cylinder core things. Like, you oh, know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um so yeah the ending is way better oh my goodness the ending of this movie is like I could not believe how much better it was than the original version which I don't really remember the original version I just remember everybody kind of just not fighting very well and then Superman comes in and just destroys Seppenwolf and and then it's over
1: yeah and I it's just like astounding to me because like you have the whole bit with Flash like Flash is really important to uh, the like stopping the mother boxes or whatever and like that that it's like so important that i'm like why was this cut out <laughs> like it, it was just strange i think cyborg was part of it a little bit but i think it, in the end it was ultimately just superman that like broke apart the mother boxes of the original like he just did everything which is
0: but, which is funny because it's like a justice league movie but then superman's like oh well, i'm here and the the team part of it didn't do anything and it's like yeah. it doesn't really
1: work <laughs> Yeah, so this felt a lot more like teamwork. I mean, you have Superman, he beats up Steppenwolf. You have Wonder Woman chops his head off. You have Flash and Cyborg working on the mother box and Batman doing stuff. Holding
0: off the parademons.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Batman was so much more useful in this movie. And the other one, he just was like, he'd take out like one parademon. Aquaman, Trident's in through the chest.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah
0: um aquaman does say
1: he he does say my man which we were worried about that that was going to get cut out but he says it
0: he also throws a bottle into the ocean yeah so
1: he did that in the original though too so Um,
0: i just have the lannisters send their regards (laughs) (laughs) so many opportunities for Roose bolton to say that line
1: in there the entire like scene we talked about earlier with wonder woman stopping the terrorist attack the main the head terrorist dude is the guy who plays roose bolton in game of thrones and the entire time we just like we're constantly just saying the lannisters said their regards like we Which just is saying his most it,
0: famous line from the show yeah uh, it's it's just funny and very fitting a lot of the time uh, what else do I have here? Uh, the prologue of the Fellowship of the Ring is in this movie, but replaced <laughs> with instead of rings, you have mother boxes, uh, which I think is funny because it is taken straight from like
1: <laughs> it did, it did seem like it was just <laughs> Lord well, you, of the you Rings, need
0: whatever that what's that actress's name who played what's her face in Lord of the Rings, uh, Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett, if Kate Blanchett's just narrating it, that's the only difference that's what they Wait, I
1: mean one of the like the main amazonian kind of looks like her anyway like <laughs> could have just had her be it
0: um the close-up of the sesame seed in slow motion oh my god <laughs> during that flash sequence that was maybe my least part of the movie the the flash scene where he's stopping the car and saving his your girlfriend in the future and then he's talking about how he always has hot dogs
1: yeah that was kind of dumb and I mean like so that's iris allen or or iris west and then she becomes iris allen iris west um who is flash's like main say that six times fast <laughs> uh she's like the flash's main love interest or whatever but she like doesn't have any lines it's really like there's really no purpose for her being in this movie i guess other than establishing what the flash's powers can do but yeah i do
0: like how the how flash just actually does things in this movie instead of saving one person
1: yeah yeah we had commented that that scene in the original cut if any of you well i guess spoilers you've all seen it (laughs) probably hopefully at this point but the scene in the uh when when they have the bat tank the like crab tank on the walls and they're fighting steppenwolf like in the original cut batman's like like the flash is scared and doesn't know what to do and he's like just batman's just like just save one person just focus on saving one person and that's so dumb it takes up so much of that scene and it's such a dumb motivation and stuff and then they just cut it out of this and flash actually helps so
0: other things i have let's see here (laughs) got beep beep boop boop beep (laughs) whenever (laughs) i just kept saying that whenever cyborg
1: was on uh cyborg's backstory is a lot better in this it is he's he's fleshed out a lot more a lot of people are saying this is like a cyborg movie i don't really agree with that i don't like i mean sure we get a lot of backstory but i think it's still just it's it's still everyone else's movie too
0: yeah, I I mean it's just more of his movie than just completely not his movie in the yeah, movie universe. Yeah. Uh I totally called the part where he's going to get in a car accident. Called it. <laughs> um Motherbox is What does a motherbox smell like? They keep talking about the motherbox smell. What do you think it smells like, you know?
1: Like a musty old book. A musty old <laughs> book.
0: Maybe a just a yeah, I guess maybe.
1: Like an old woman, like a mother. <laughs> an old burnt woman? toast. Everybody's yeah, just maybe. having a
0: stroke. <laughs> is, am I
1: having a stroke or is there a mother
0: box nearby? <laughs>
1: um, I did... I uh, I wanted to bring up the... So, like, Darkseid's thing is not only does he want Earth to be, like, under his control or whatever. He's also looking for the anti-life equation. Which is, like, brought up several times. And it's not really explained. And I, like... I had always like hurt because i'm like i'm familiar with dark side and other media and i had always like heard of the anti-life equation because that's like his kind of continual driving motivation but i had to look up what it was and apparently it's a mathematical equation that proves that existence is futile, futile and that free will is like non-existent and so if he has it then he can basically just enslave anyone i don't understand how that works i don't either <laughs> but that's what i got it reminds
0: event. me of the algorithm from Tenet. <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> i
0: kept thinking of um so that i was like yeah it the the anti-life equation sounds pretty dumb i don't know <laughs> uh jared little holden Oh yeah. We can French for Jared scene. the toe. I don't think I still don't like him. And in fact, I, I lied. That's my least favorite part of the movie is the nightmare sequence or whatever people call it.
1: I, okay. I think, I think I would have liked it more if like it wasn't Jared Leto. <laughs> Cause like, I think I, the conversation they have is like fine enough. I think it's cool. Especially since it's like a dream that Batman's having, it's revealed. Um, but just Jared Leto like uh, uh, Ah yeah, his uh, laugh is so dumb. Uh, his look is better, uh, but uh, his his portrayal is really no better <laughs> than it was in Suicide
0: Squad. <laughs> we were laughing so hard, just
1: ah. Uh, uh, <laughs> he
0: uh, does it like three uh, He doesn't just
1: like in the middle of the conversation. <laughs> like Batman will just say something, he's like Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> It's so funny. That scene is also filmed really weird. It like the takes, like the oh individual shots on each character seem, like especially Jared Leto. It just lingers on him for like a weird amount of time.
0: Well, I think he was like, "This is a dream. I'm Zack Snyder. I'm I'm foreshadowing that it's all a dream." And it's like he's got this really narrow depth of field, a really shallow depth of field, and things are very moving in and out of focus. And it's like, "Ooh, I'm foreshadowing that's a dream," but it's really. Yeah, I mean it's fine. I it's stylized, yeah. Um, it's visually interesting, but I don't know. It just felt like, oh, this is see what could have been. You see what could have been. Warner <laughs> Brothers. See what it could have. Been. He's just teasing fans at this point, and I don't know. I, I'd still didn't like it. I,
1: yeah, because I think that is the only bit that was filmed for this movie because they, they said there was only five minutes of new footage that whole scene counting the bit when Batman wakes up like that that's all like five minutes yeah so and based on I was seeing like which cast members had like said they were they had returned to refilm some stuff I think it was like all the people that were in that scene so
0: I think we should mention too Henry Cavill doesn't have to, to get rid of his mustache in this and it,
1: yeah and it looks, looks good yeah <laughs> He doesn't say that coming back to life was itchy.
0: Oh my gosh, thank goodness. It was like a heartfelt moment. I'm like, why did they replace this with itchy? <laughs> um yeah, but
1: I think uh I think when it comes to visual effects problems, I think that mostly just falls in the Superman stuff. I think there's a lot of just like weird Superman bits, like when he headbutts I, he headbutts Wonder Woman, I think, and it just looks really dumb. There's like a there's a scene I pointed out when we watched it where he's like it's him like chasing the flash or something. And it just looks real. It's like what it just looks really fake. Um, I think I, some I of the,
0: the stuff at with the with the mascara or whatever, the Amazonian Island or whatever it's called mm. looks bad. <laughs> the green. <Yeah>. <laughs> Wonder Woman in the in Greece looks bad. <laughs> also wearing high heels down. The- I'm like, is she wearing high heels? Yeah, she's going down
1: into like a crypt.
0: <laughs> and she sees the dark side mural. Thing and all that. Um, so yeah, some of the effects do look bad. Like kind of, it kind of reminds you like the end of Wandavision. Some of that air stuff, without mm-hmm. throwing any spoilers out there, but just doesn't look very good. Um, yeah. I, but overall, I thought that I thought there was a lot of interesting action sequences in this movie thought they all looked good there was i kept thinking like oh my gosh we're like two hours into this movie and i forgot like superman hasn't even come back to life yet
1: (laughs) yeah i think uh i mean i don't know how much better they could have done it i think there's uh, some bits where it feels like they just have a bit too much to juggle and maybe they're working with a bit just a bit too much because like i think it loses focus and like loses track of some characters sometimes um, and I, I mean, it's hard to do that with like Superman since he's, you know, not, he's not coming, he does not coming back to life until the second half of the movie. But I genuinely did forget Superman was in the movie for the first half. It's just like, they didn't even like mention him hardly at all.
0: I mean, you have to think too, at this point you have three characters who have not even had their own movies. Yeah. With Cyborg, Flash and Aquaman. So you have to like give them some sort of
1: backstory. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that feeds into just the larger problem of why did they make this movie before they gave them solo films?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, well,
0: I mean, and if y- you could have done... The, like, I mean, it seemed like Zack Snyder had a vision, so just let him do his vision and and mm-hmm. then branch off of it. But then they, like, started letting him do his vision, and then it's like they changed their mind, and by that point it was too late. And yeah. Yeah. So...
1: It'll be interesting um, to see where DC continues to go. Um, yeah. They they added in Martian Manhunter. I bet you forgot he was in the movie. <laughs> I didn't. Oh. Uh, but <laughs> that would seem unnecessary. Yeah. It was, it was just more of like a wink and a nod to people who know the character because he is a very prominent member of the Justice League. Um, but he's literally only in two scenes, and he's pretty inconsequential. Some people call me the Motion Man. <laughs>
0: um,
1: we have Jesse Eisen- the Jesse Eisenberg scene at the end. He doesn't say, um, "We need a League of Our Own," like he, he does in the says, original cut.
0: Hey, Batman's Bruce Wayne.
1: Yeah, he tells Deathstroke that. Um, which I'm like, I mean. Deathstroke is such a cool character. It makes me so sad that we will probably not get a Deathstroke Batman fight anytime soon. No, we <laughs> won't,
0: and that's it's too bad because I do love getting Deathstroke as well. I mean, he's my PlayStation icon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's a great character, and we really, I mean, other than like Arkham Origins, <laughs> we haven't had that good of a like on screen i mean i guess you could call it like teen Titans stuff uh, maybe yeah i he's mean he doesn't care batman. batman in that but no but like uh he just hasn't had much, that much play yeah for being such a good compliment to batman and being someone who's like kind of in the middle morally gray he's a he's like a i don't know mercenary i guess so he's he's not really a bad guy necessarily a really bad guy uh, yeah so it's just too bad yeah um he has a funny say?
1: mohawk in the nightmare sequence. <laughs> I,
0: I do. I liked Batfleck in this man. I, I missed, I'm bummed that we don't get to see more Batfleck because I did like his arc of just being like, you know what, I'm coming around. I'm being an optimist. You can tell like he's so worn down and and stressed out in Batman v Superman then he's like, he feels more at peace. He's like he believes in the idea of the team. I think he's, like, really likable in this movie. So it's just Mm -hmm. a bummer that we don't get to see more of him.
1: Yeah. No, I thought he did a very good job. I mean, I'm excited for Robert Pattinson, but, yeah, it's a shame we won't get more Batfleck.
0: Can't wait for a weird weird Paul Dano Riddler. Yeah. (laughs) duct tapes things or whatever
1: can't wait for the next flash movie when we get michael keaton batman back (laughs) just (laughs) just to confuse everyone even more what's up doc oh wait (laughs) um i'm batman um what else there's like so much for this movie i feel like i'm missing a big segment um lois lane oh yeah lois lane (laughs)
0: Completely useless. useless once again. I mean, she does like remind Superman, hey, you're Superman. You're a good guy. Um, but boy, not very empowering.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> she's just, she spends the entire first half of the movie just sad that her boyfriend died. And like, he, she can't go on because her boyfriend died. Kinda. We, we, I had, I had to explain to Jimmy what the Bechdel test is. And um, I apologize if I'm not if I'm not saying exactly like saying it correctly, but from what I remember, it's basically the idea that uh, if you pass the Bechdel test, you have two uh, female characters in a film that talk have a conversation that does not <laughs> focus on um, that does not focus on like a man in their life or something like that. Um, and this movie does not pass the Bechdel test because <laughs> like you only have like maybe two conversations where it's two female characters interacting and that's always just complain like sad that Superman's dead and stuff like that.
0: I just remember in the the Wheaton cut she just gets uh Martha Kent just calls her like thirsty or something and I'm like what is going on? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what a weird thing to say to your son to your dead son's girlfriend. <laughs> I know I'm like what
0: is this movie?
1: Uh, And I did think it was, uh, like, Martha and Lois do not, like, actually meet in this movie at all because it's just Martian Manhunter in that one scene where they talk.
0: Yeah, which is weird. How does he know that much? I don't know. I don't really care. (laughs) (laughs) It was a good time, although. I I don't have anything more to say about it. But, you know, we've gone on long enough. That you, yeah. If you want to learn more, there's plenty of people talking about it who care more about it than Holden does, for sure, with his MCU bias and all that.
1: <laughs> side was cool. I thought he was it was kind of cool looking.
0: Yeah, he didn't get really fleshed out at all. He was just like, I'm no. a really big bad guy. I just want to enslave all planets. I've enslaved a 100,000 billion planets already, and this is I mean, just if I'm another being... one.
1: If I'm being honest, he was in it more than I thought he would. I thought he was literally just going to be in it in like the one scene that was in the trailer, but he's actually in like three scenes or so. Yeah. So. All
0: right. Anything else, Holden? No, nope. I think that's it. What are you doing?
1: What are you doing? What are you doing? No. What are you doing? What are you doing? No. What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, Jimmy. Um, I have watched a lot of Spider-Man this week. Spider-Man,
0: Spider-Man, Spider-Man does um, whatever a spider can.
1: So initially, uh, my girlfriend Mariah had not seen Far From Home, so we watched Far From Home, and she enjoyed it. She did, <laughs> she didn't see the uh, the Jake Gyllenhaal twist coming. So
0: well, that's good that one person didn't.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> Um and well she like she's not familiar she didn't know like who Mysterio was and I'm like oh god I have to play this off hopefully she won't under-. and I was like oh yeah they're talking about giving Mysterio a solo movie this is kind of cool I said that to her <laughs> <laughs> and she believed me wow um but anyway uh and then after that we watched uh Spider Man two this is not all in the same day but we did watch Spider Man two um which is still very 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 good probably only second to spy i think i like spider-verse more than i like spider-man 2 um but it is probably the best live-action spider-man movie even though i am a tom holland uh fanboy i still can admit that spider-man 2 is probably the best live-action spider-man movie we have so far dr octopus is so cool we love him he'll be back in the new spider-man 3 exciting um and then (laughs) and then we watched uh spider-man homecoming for some reason we did not watch that before far from home but uh i think it was just kind of a last minute decision we watched that and uh, still good i had not seen that one since like maybe the year it came out and it had been a long time
0: it's got my fa- it's got one of my favorite movie lines in it when ned's like i'm watching porn,
1: porn? <laughs> that is i don't really think funny.
0: i don't think i've ever laughed harder in a movie theater than i did when that line was when he said that line it's just so surprising dying <laughs> it was just like <laughs> failed successfully or whatever the yeah
1: that's gold um and then the only other movies i've watched this week is i watched the second and third diary of a wimpy kid movies gee whiz <laughs> oh my gosh
0: i before we completely detached from spider-man homecoming i will oh, say sure, sure i guess i would i shouldn't say it but that movie's got one of the most like oh bleep moments where it's like i did not see this coming oh at the all twist? And how yeah. He, yeah. yeah well it's i didn't a want twist. To, Sometimes, you know, it's like you'd say there's a twist is like a spoiler, but like it's like a, how did I not see this coming moment in there?
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this I'm,
0: changes a lot.
1: I know you were like rolling your eyes at Diary of a Wimpy Kid, but after rewatching all three of like the original ones, I actually had not seen the third one before. So that was my first time seeing that one. But the second one I genuinely think is like a good movie. I was like surprised. It's significantly better than the original and it's got like. A good really good like brother dynamic between the two like two main characters it's it mostly focuses on their relationship and how it grows and like the story of when we pick Roderick rules Roderick is the older brother Roderick is like just a I mean he's not only like a fun character but he's like actually a very well written character for the movie I I was like surprised <laughs> genuinely I I was like wow cool I'm enjoying this and then the third one's probably about on par with the first one, so it's like it's fine, but still kind of <laughs> stupid. Um,
0: uh, I don't need to see any more of those.
1: <laughs> um, the other big thing I watched this week is I watched the entire series of Infinity Train on HBO Max. It's a uh, it used to be a Cartoon Network series, but then I think it got moved to HBO Max when that launched. So the third season was an original for that. And it's like... I mean, a lot of, like, Cartoon Network shows nowadays are, like, you know, they'll be funny and whatever. And then they'll be, like, really serious or, like, cover some really, like, dark stuff. And, like, Infinity Train does that, too. But I think it's just a lot more blatant about the dark stuff, like, right away. Like, right away, we already have a main character who's, like, (laughs) going through, like, her parents having divorced, like, recently. And she's, like sad about that. It's a very funny show, like, out, outside of these moments, but it's it knows when to take itself seriously. And it's like an anthology series, so each season is its own kind of story that all take place kind of in the same universe. And each episode is only 10 minutes, and each season is only 10 episodes, so that's how I managed to watch all three seasons because it was not very long. Nice. Um, but a very good series. I would recommend it. Um, I think... That's it for watching. I finished Bioshock, still very good. Now I'm playing Bioshock Two. Um, I'm still playing Pokemon Silver, doing very well in that. Um, I think that's it, though, Jimmy. What about you? What have you been doing?
0: I've just only been playing Spider Man Remastered on, nice PlayStation Five. Yep, nice. It's fun. I like it. I can't wait to play Miles Morales. So I'm looking forward to that. Is yeah. it
1: uh? Is the remastered like much better than the PS4 one?
0: You know, I'm doing the 60 frames per second ray tracing, and it's better. But I would, I mean, it's not like, oh my gosh, this is melting my mind. How much better <laughs> this is? No, I'm I'm guessing that Miles Morales will be a step up, and then. Once things will actually get developed exclusively for a PlayStation 5, that's when we'll see a big jump. But like you can tell like, oh, they definitely they did swap out some textures and the, the looks like the draw distance is a little bit farther in the city. And I mean, it's just a fluid 60 frames per second. But I mean, it makes me appreciate how like good the animations were for the 30 frames per second one where it actually felt like a very smooth 30 frames per second and i mean to be fair i haven't gone back and played it on the ps4 pro i'm also coming from a pro i so i guess that's another factor to include but i mean it's probably one of those things that you i would notice the dis- difference more if i went and played it on my ps4 pro now after making the the switch nice but uh a lot of fun played a little bit of astro's playroom that's that's fun one thing i will say is that when spider-man the adaptive triggers on the controller like I, my finger got like tired so i like and it didn't really add anything in my opinion in spider-man in astro's playroom definitely yeah. um so i just turned it off because i was like <laughs> my finger's getting tired because it would have like <laughs> resistance when you're doing the, the web slinging uh but yeah So it's fun. Playing replaying Spider Man. I mean it's the combat, it's just so good. Mm -hmm. Um the I mean Peter Parker looks different. It's weird. He looks like a little boy. So (laughs) I just don't I don't know why they changed it. I do not understand.
1: I mean I haven't seen it in like action, but it just looks significantly worse to me. Uh, Because the original one was so good. It looks
0: fine. Like I don't know why they changed it. I just don't get it. Like he doesn't look Older now, he looks like he's in high school, and he's supposed to be 23. But so do I, I guess. So, <laughs> <laughs> I I think I actually am Spider-Man's age in the game because it's like his first year out of college or something. Oh, okay. So it's so relatable, Holden. I can relate yeah. to it. It's a great game, and it holds up really well. I'm excited for Miles Morales in the next one. Otherwise, that's that's pretty much it, Holden. That's pretty pretty much it. I guess I have been listening to last podcast on the left listening to their Om Shinrikyo that's the cult that did the like gas chemical chemical bomb I don't know what you call it the biological yeah. weapons in Japan <laughs> on the oh, okay. subway system that was very interesting now I'm listening to one of John Benet Ramsey which I didn't know anything about it's very interesting so I I recommend checking it out if you're uh if you're a mature audience member Otherwise, hold on. That's all I have. Take us home.
1: Okay. Next week. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Isn't it uh, I, Kong? Godzilla? No, I think it's... Wait, is, it ne- is that next week? Hold on. I'm going to look it up real quick. Because I feel like maybe it got pushed back to the week after. Like, fairly recently. Um, Godzilla versus Kong. Here we go. Um, it is coming out. Just tell me. Oh, no, March 31st, so it won't be next week.
0: So, what's next week, Holden?
1: Um, SpongeBob,
0: Sponge on the Run?
1: <sighs> <laughs> do we have to?
0: <laughs> I mean, what else? I mean, I would rather do that than a listener request because I hate the listeners.
1: Uh, fine, we'll do the new SpongeBob movie i'll get a free trial of cbs all access and watch a the media no paramount plus paramount plus <sighs> okay so next week we'll do a spongebob Sponge on the run it's on paramount plus i think exclusive maybe you can actually i think you may be able to buy it other places or rent it other places so um yeah you can do that if you want um and then we'll also do the first two episodes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So make sure you are caught up on that for next week. Um, Is that but, to me or the audience? Hold on. To both of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but then you can leave us a listener request by uh, send, or leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and having it in the review. Or you can send us an email at tompodcast at gmail.com. Or you can donate to our Patreon. Leave it there. All viable ways of giving us a nice listener request. Uh, follow us on social media. Um, that's all I have. All right. Adios, pantalones.
0: Love you.